Alright, uh, we are back. The slight rebranding. We are still the Boxing B-Sides. Uh, I'm joined again by Orad, uh, King Rai fan. Fellas. Yes, sir. Hello. Welcome. What a doozy. Alright, let's get started real quick. Uh, we had Vonkro from Discord ask, based on our 13th round or 10-8 without KD scoring options to prevent draws, his question was, why are draws a bad thing? I don't think they're a bad thing. People just think they're fucking lame. I think I think like even me, I would almost prefer like a rob draw most of the time. They're they're just kind of boring because then you have to run it back. Like it just sucks, you know. Yeah, it's like there's like been a very few times. There's been very few times where a draw happened. and I was like, yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. maybe like Carlo Castano or something. So I'm like, well, we'll get to see. You know, them fight again. It'll be fun. But most of the time, it feels like a negative. I, I don't think it's something you have to fix though. It, it's fine. I think draws get a bad rep just because. Most of the times we see them, it's because the A side got their ass kicked and they managed to steal a couple of rounds here and there and ended up being a draw. It's usually just leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I'm sure like everyone's most favorite recent example is uh, Canelo Golovkin 1, where right. I'm still pretty certain that everyone's distaste with it was the score that Canelo got that made it a draw, not necessarily that it was a draw in the first place. Yeah, because like most of these high-profile draws that you see, arguably could go either way. But then you'll see a wild one, like yeah, like one seventeen, one eleven, or one eighteen, one ten. And then that's the main hang-up everyone has is that it was so wide, and it kind of takes away why it was a close fight or why it could have been a draw. I don't. Yeah, it's not necessarily that draws are bad. How they come about is only isn't always the best. Yeah, because like the only one I could really think of recent history was the one we just got was uh, Jermel Castellanos' draw. Like, I had that a perfect 114-114 the first time. Yeah, I think I had, like, Wilder Fury. I mean, that was that was a high-profile one. I mean, I didn't think that was that was that crazy. You know, a lot of people were pissed about it. But, I mean, sometimes it's just I – mean, especially when you have, like, knockdowns. I mean, that just fucks with the points so hard that it, it just opens up way more possibilities. Like, it makes it where it would have been a draw. It could be a win. It made it where it could be a win. It might be a draw. Like, I mean, that just happens, you know. When you, whenever you, If you have an even number of rounds, I mean, it's just possible. Yeah, the only reason I don't really like a draw is when it's in a world title fight, just because, how you say it, it's just you just have to run it back. It kind of yeah. puts the division on hold even longer. Yeah, it's just, it's just lame. I don't know. But it's fine. I mean, I don't think they'll, they'll never actually, like, do anything to, like, stop draws from happening. Like, that, that would almost look too corrupt. Like, we yeah. have to have a winner. Like, it just looks bad. Yeah, like we had discussed last time with 10-8 rounds being at, like, judge's discretion, where we already know it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, not necessarily unspoken, but it's just one of those things we know. Judges are open to the wheels being greased a little bit, and having discretionary 10-8s is, that's just going to make it worse. All right, let's get to the meat of this week. Uh, let's see... Recapping, we had Tank, KO, Raleigh in six. Did, was this a Tank starting slow? Was uh, Did Raleigh overcome beat expectations? What did we have going on? Uh, started out, I think it was kind of a mix of both. Like maybe Tank kind of got the size of Raleigh and he knows his fighting style is a lot of like jumping forward and kind of just being lacking IQ. So he kind of was just waiting to time him with that big left. And now on top of that, I think Raleigh's size did help him a bit to push Tank back where it looked like he was putting a lot more offense than he actually was. So I think it was just a mix of both, but I think it was just more Tank being patient, waiting for that perfect shot. Yeah, the instructions from uh, Calvin Ford were pretty clear. Hang back, 
let's see what he does, let's see what he's doing. And towards the end, like he started telling Tank, like, yo, it's time. You you we got it we got the measure of what, what's going on, so let's make it happen. I mean, I think like I think any praise of, of Tank just or any praise of Roly just like comes down to Tank. Like what you thought of Tank's performance. If you thought it took him longer than you expected, then you might be impressed by Roly. Like I, I don't think Roly like showed anything that he hasn't showed before, really. I mean, I guess he had like a moment where he was he stepped to Tank and like landed some shots and like Tank had to shell up. But I mean, overall, he just he looked the same. I, th- I think there was like a stat, which is probably bullshit, but I don't know if it's CompuBox or whatever. But it said Tank only landed like twenty five punches the whole fight, like twenty five power punches. You know, so I think that's more the takeaway. It's like, wow, Tank is really like committed to just like not throwing a lot of punches, which and obviously doesn't few. matter. But guys like Rowley, but if it was only twenty five landed, then that's that's some dynamite if that's all it took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that does feel kind of true. I mean, it feels like Tank really wasn't landing much because whenever he was, it was it was pretty bad. So you had to think he must not be landing very many punches for it to make it six rounds. But I mean, it's whatever. Rowley's a, a physical guy. I think he just played it smart. It was like, whatever, we'll let him punch himself out a little bit. It is what it is. I do think Rowley, like, secured himself, like, a spot in, like, the PBC, like, round robin or whatever. Yeah. Like, he'll definitely be back versus another guy. I don't know if it'll be at 135 or if he'll move up, but either way, there's a bunch of fights. Yeah, he got himself to the to the top of the heap just by yeah. the, way, the way that he, the showmanship and showing out, even if Tank did, Tank's a slower start what made Rowley's performance better seem better than it was or actually be better. Yeah, I still don't fuck with Rowley. I still think he's a bitch. But, <laughs> I mean, he did do a good job to, like, raise his profile, I guess. A lot of people came away from that fight saying that Rowley's better than they, what they expected. So he pretty much bought himself another, I don't know if it would be another main event. Maybe yeah, a I mean, main on like, a bigger card. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, like, no way he'll ever be on pay-per-view again. No. <laughs> I think that is, like, never going to happen again. But he, he could be in some main events for sure versus Cruz or Hitchens or Antoine or whoever they decide to put him against. Like a Fox Sports or a Showtime championship boxing. Not necessarily yeah, like pay-per-view. A, yeah. I mean, yeah, he could be, like, the co-main of a pay-per-view. I could definitely see that. Yeah, like, that would be Rose fun. Cruz, like, co-main or some shit. I don't know if he'll stick to 35, though, at this point. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, I was gonna big. say that because he's pretty big. Like, I don't think he's gonna yeah. be at 135 too long, especially yeah, he's just always showing how he balloons up to like 180, 190 between fights. Yeah. yeah, and I think like it's if if PBC like only had talent at 135, he'd have a reason. But I mean, there's a lot of fights at 140, so I don't I don't think there's really any reason to to keep the 35 unless he thinks he'll get like a fight with like Haney or some shit that'll never happen. Yeah, I don't think he'll get like. Ryan Garcia or Haney Haney Cambosos winner or loser does Rolly rate the rematch does he does he de- deserve the rematch that he thinks he got like we were all in the chat we saw that there's a, a lot of a shall we say special scorecards that had Rolly uh, like sweeping up to the knockout and Rolly himself obviously would think that he was just completely yeah, really, really I had the same reaction Tank had when they asked him that what yeah, was like it's like reaction dude, I didn't hear. He kind of just smiled and then let out like a deep sigh. Yeah, I think you feel yeah. like if you get like that, like you don't you don't get a rematch or something. I mean, it's like, dude, if if Cruz can get a rematch, fucking Rowley ain't getting her. Yeah, after that, he pretty much just said what you said. Like he just said, if I knocked him out, I don't think you really need a rematch for that. But that he's open to whatever. So he didn't completely close the door on it. But that was kind of a, like a come on. Yeah, like, what's the point? I've got better things to do than knock you out again. 
Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tank has something way bigger cooking than fighting Raleigh Romero again. Absolutely. To keep it on the analogy that uh, that Tank gave on the knockout of the, the Marquez-Pacquiao knockout, like, after after that, that was monstrous. Like, the first three fights were all really, really close. And then the knockout was just no words. It was unbelievable. And after that, Marquez, like, the book's closed. Like, there's no, there's no point to keep doing this. For some reason back then, I remember people bitching about Marquez not giving him a rematch or a fifth fight, whatever you'd call it, after the knockout. But I kind of agreed with him. I'm like, he kind of put the exclamation point on that rivalry. Like, why run it back even for the fifth time? Yeah. I like the episodes we've brought up Marquez Pacquiao in, in both. I like that we've... <laughs> we're just like, you know, it's kind of like when Marquez knocked the shit out of Pacquiao. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's to me that's one of like the most defining moments of my time yeah, as a sure. fan. I do think yeah, that was the knockout was, was was a little similar. I mean, obviously the the stakes were way different, but it didn't seem like a hard punch from Tank, and it didn't really seem like a hard punch from Marquez. But I mean, yeah. that guy was just moved straight into it. You know? Yeah, they 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 walked into it, and plus the decent amount of power that they put behind it. That ringside angle that Showtime posted though was crazy. Like you could hear yeah. that punch it would sound like a brick hit him right in the face yeah, it was weird it was like an over it was like a super overhand left but he he landed it like there was like no distance between them you know it's like it, his ability to like get his arm so like get that leverage was pretty crazy I mean, he, he smacked the shit out of Rowley. like that picture of Rowley's face I and mean, he looks like he just got fucking like sniped or something like his eyes are crossed like he looks fucked up that's what it was crazy because too he also mentioned that like he didn't even throw like a good shot, like it was kind of like a halfway shot. If he would have caught him cleaner and that, like actual full windup, I think it would have been a lot worse. And then along with the ropes, if the ropes weren't there, I think he would have gone face down as well. King Rai and Tank call each other out. They're both open to making a fight happen. Does this actually happen? I think there's a pretty good chance, to be honest. I mean, wasn't it supposed to be like pretty close like a year ago before the, the Ryan Pacquiao shit started and Ryan went that way? Yes. Like apparently they were like, they had some pretty like advanced talks going on. So I mean, if if Ryan has enough, if he can tell Golden Boy like, either give me the fight and we're gonna have some real problems. I think he can definitely happen. As far as individual yeah. camps go, uh, I think you're right that Ryan Garcia has he has all the leverage when it comes to internal talks in Golden Boy. Like what are they? Yeah, like say? I don't think Golden Boy can can risk like that that relationship going south. Yeah, especially since Ryan's pretty much all they have now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Virgil, he's he's he can pull some decent crowds, but in the immediate future, Ryan is definitely their cash guy. On the That'd BBC side, we're let's assume I haven't heard if it's confirmed yet or not, but let's assume that Tank is he's he's left the money team. Is a uh, payment sports going to let Tank go in that direction? Yeah, I think that I would think be. If, if, if you're invested in Tank, that's a dream for sure. Yeah, if Tank were to leave, or if he is leaving, I don't think he's going to leave Heyman. I think it's just better for him to go solo, but still keep Heyman in the back. Yeah, oh, well, that's I'm what I mean. He's leaving Mayweather and Ellerby, but he's not He's not leaving the PBC stable. Yeah, I'm yeah. out of interested the question. Did you mean Heyman let him leave Mayweather or Heyman let him fight Ryan? Would Heyman, yeah, Al Heyman, like the advisors, the Watsons, would they let, let Tank and Garcia happen? I think that would be like the dream scenario for them. Like that, if you if you have like money or whatever interest invested in Tank, you like need him to fight Ryan Garcia. Realistically, he's gonna knock the shit out of him, get a crazy knockout. 
And that fight would be huge. I mean, if, if Madonna came out to watch fucking Rolly Romero, dude, the president might come to watch Ryan Garcia. <laughs> and let's be honest, dude. Like, that fight would be fucking huge. Like, that that could be massive for Tank if that happens and he performs. LA I kind of mentioned it uh, in the chat. I said, would it do over or under 500,000 considering like Rolly Tank did 275? I think yeah. uh, Rolly, or, uh, Tank Garcia probably be in the neighborhood of 400 i want to say 350 to 400 i think it would i think it would do i think it could probably hit 500 i don't know if it would do much more than 500 i definitely think that's possible yeah because i think one million's a reach like i've somewhat seen people say yeah, it, but, nah. Nah. but i think it'll do maybe a little bit north of 500 or just a little bit short of it yeah no nah, I, I don't i think one million you would need like everything to really line up like you would just need the perfect build up like the perfect media tour like everything I think 500 is super possible. Yeah, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility for sure. Because, yeah, that's, that fight's pretty easy to sell. Ryan's pretty much all over social media. He's in that Gatorade commercial with Dame. He's already a pretty big name as well. And then Tank, like you've seen how many celebrities came out to his fight. I just think that fight, it'll, it'll sell itself. And then the buildup would probably add more to it. It would also just be a great look to have two guys like well under thirty doing like that type of number. Like the future, the future is bright, especially if those two like those, those two probably have like the brightest, at least how it looks right now, like the brightest futures. So yeah, that that would be an insane matchup just for potential. Yeah, and there are other rivals in the division too. They're not as big of names or money draws, but you could build those up. Those could have a good build up if you see the the numbers that Tank Garcia could do. That's why I'm interested to see how Haney does since he's going to be on, like, primetime ESPN, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just to see what kind of numbers he's pulling in, just to see, like, if he's going to be a draw going forward or if he's going to be in that Andre Ward territory where he's at the top of the division but just doesn't sell. Just a little bit on the undercard really quick. Uh, Jesus Ramos, the media was pretty high on him coming into this, and... He didn't have the best outing. It wasn't, I guess, aesthetically pleasing. He still got the win, of course, but does that performance like take away from his potential? Is his trajectory has his trajectory changed? What I have written here is he's still the truth or nah? He's like super young, right? He's like twenty one or something. Yeah, something like that. I like Jesus. I mean I think he has he has a pretty good future. I think it was kinda like dumb matchmaking to be honest. It was it was good in terms of Abel, he beat his uncle. Yeah, the storyline. So like, yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna get it back. No, no, no. But just in terms of like a style matchup, putting it on a card that a lot of people are gonna watch, and put him against a guy like his negative Santa Maria. I mean, there was a chance it was just not gonna go the way he went. But yeah, I mean, I think Jesus is he's a lot of time. He's fucking huge. I mean, he has a lot of like good things. You know, he's a good body puncher. He's pretty physical. Seems like he has good gas tank. I mean, he's a lot of improvements to make for sure. Like, he didn't really know what to do versus Santa Maria sometimes. Like, he couldn't really get to him. Yeah, he couldn't That wasn't really a good time. Yeah, like, he seemed a little confused. Like, he, he just wasn't used to fighting versus somebody like that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not off the Jesus Ramos train. I think he's he's got a, he's got a future for sure. If he keeps improving, he could be a monster. Yeah, I want, I want to see some improvement just because I've been kind of underwhelmed with how he looked against Luke and then the, the Brian Mendoza fight. He also went 10 rounds with... And then, kind of how you mentioned, it's just, like, been matchmaking. It's kind of dudes are kind of hard to get out of there and look, like, stylistically well versus them. Which is good, I guess. I mean, you don't want to just fight guys that... You don't want to be, like, Berlanga and just fight guys who fucking die immediately. (laughs) And then 20 fights in, you find out, like, oh, shit. 
I have to go like 10 rounds with all these guys because I never learned how to get a knockout. Like it's it's good in a way, but yeah, it, it'll definitely affect how people look at it, at least oh, in the short sure. term. It's good to have that learning curve where they'll have to learn that you can't just knock everyone out. It's going to be a four or five round fight and then just keep going like that. Every fight's going to be that way. So I guess in a sense, yeah, it is good that he's getting these early learning curves since he is 21. So he doesn't fall in love with his power like so many other young fighters do. Coming up, uh, Fulton versus Roman, a 122 unified champion versus a former unified champion. Let's see my uh, my joke question. Who do you got and why is it Fulton? <laughs> I just think Fulton. I mean, it could be closer than I think. Fulton, like, in the Figueroa fight, it was pretty clear Fulton was, like, a lot more skilled. But, like, he constantly – I don't know if he was deciding or if he just couldn't help it. Like, he couldn't get him off of him. But he, like, submitted to the brawl a lot versus Figueroa. Like, he would just lay against the ropes, and, like, Figueroa would throw, like, a million punches, and he would try and, like, time uppercuts or whatever. And it worked for him, and he got the win. But he could make it closer than it, it needs to be. I think if he boxes uh, Roman, it won't be close at all. Pretty much, yeah. He has to fight his fight. And I don't, I don't see it being anything other than, like, a decision, maybe, like, a 10-2 kind of decision. Yeah, just, it, it is a good fight, though, like, just on paper, you know. Yeah, Roman's always game. It's just, it seems like he he's not at that top level where where you can kind of kind of see a upset, but he's just lacking. He's, like, in the B, C tier level. So on and the he upset, has, like, no power at all. No power? Yeah. yeah. I, I would. So on the upset, what would Roman have to do? He's, so he's lacking in power. Other than like a cold knockout, what's it gonna take? Pretty much uh, the Figueroa, Figueroa yeah, the Figueroa plan. Yeah, yeah, man, he's just not like Figueroa is just so much like physically stronger than Roman. You know, he's so much bigger. Like, yeah, it, it would be tough. I think just probably like attack the body a lot. I mean, he needs Fulton to be like still. Like if Fulton isn't still, I mean, he just he he have no idea what to do. I mean, that was kind of the case in the Aquadalia fight. When Aquadalia was moving. Roman had no idea what to do. The only way I could really see it is if Fulton's struggling to make the weight, but from what I've seen, he kind of just fits the weight perfectly. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem to have trouble with it. Yeah, nah. He's pretty small, I mean. He looks super small for Figueroa. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Okay, so we're going to assume that Fulton is winning, since we all pretty much have it going that way. What should Fulton do afterwards? Should he have a rematch with Figueroa, who has nothing lined up? Should he... Go for the undisputed fight with Akhmadaliev, who is fighting uh, Ronnie Rios later this month. Or should he fight someone else, uh, Neri, Carlos Castro, and uh, this, I want to say Romanian guy whose name I cannot really pronounce. Paul Hanisian or something like that? Oh, I was thinking it's like Iota or you or whatever. I mean, I would like to see him fight Akhmadaliev, just theoretically. I'm not one of those guys who thinks like Akhmadaliev is like secretly like a pound for pound talent, but I mean, he has the other two belts. It would be nice. Uh, it just depends on... I could see DeZone being, like, weird about it. Like, th- realistically, they should have, like, no stock in Aquadalia. He, like, barely fights. Like, they don't give a fuck about him. But So it should be cheap. If not that, then, yeah, the Figueroa rematch would be great. I would go with a Figueroa rematch just because I do see, like, a hang-up with DeZone. So the Figueroa fight, I didn't think it was question of who won, but it was still pretty close enough where I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Uh, I'm going to say, just to be contrarian, I'm going to say he should fight Carlos Castro because he's, he's from my city. So 
got a ride for my guy. Is uh, he the one that fought Mary? Yeah, he lost a okay. quote-unquote split yeah. decision. Come on. Right. Sorry, Carlos. Yeah, I mean, that was not Fulton split. Just wants to like, yeah, Fulton just wants to look like a god. He should fight Mary. That's what I was going to say. If, if we're bringing up biases and stuff, uh, I want to see the Luis Neri fight since that's my guy. I got to be honest with you. Fulton would decimate Neri. I got to be honest. And Castro, probably. And More Castro. And, and Akhmedalia, so whatever. Yeah. Really, his yeah, only foil interested. was Figueroa. I'm interested yeah. to see how he would do like at 126, just because there's no real king, quote-unquote, at 126. Yeah, I guess they would. Uh, I guess they would put him up for Leo. But yeah, like he doesn't seem that big at all. So it's interesting yeah. to see. Maybe if, if Max Sayo still has a belt, and that's that would be a pretty easy belt. Uh, let's keep it going. Um, Haney Cambosos is coming up. This one's in Australia, as we know. Does Cambosos really have a chance? Because, uh, like we were saying before. Pretty much everyone except what Greece and Australia are writing Cambosos off and calling this a probably a clear win for Haney. There's like two ways to answer it, right? You obviously have to say he has a chance because Haney is relatively untested and it's in Cambosos' country. So you have to say he has a chance. You just have to acknowledge that. But if you look at like non weird variables, like if you look at like how athletic they are like how they've looked throughout their career, like how skilled they look, like what they struggled against. It's it's not a, it's not a close fight, in my opinion. I just feel like Cambosis is like he's just a weird weird fighter. Like he he's not bad, but like if you ever saw him on an undercard, you would forget about it the next day. He doesn't really do anything that well. Like there's never a moment where you're like, holy shit, like this guy. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't matter. Even like prospect fights, like that's just how well he was just like an okay guy. And then he got a he got an upset. Full credit. He'll always have T females O. He'll always have it. But if you're honest with yourself, you can see some like extra information that matters that you have to take into mind. And versus Haney, I just don't see a lot of those things coming into play. Like I'm I'm not a huge I'm not gonna go to like that for Haney every time. I think in the last couple of years we've gone years, but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind Haney should win pretty easily. At this point, I'd give him more of a shot than I give Daniel Roman beating Fulton. Probably pretty comparable. Just, just by forgetting everything else, like the home field advantage, Haney not having power. I, I just don't see how this isn't going to be a wide decision for Haney, just based off how he's looked in his career so far. And right, skill for skill. Look, like besides the tail female fight, I thought it was just like right place, right time. He caught Lopez during probably like the worst part of his life. Oof, yeah, that's <laughs> putting it pretty lightly. <laughs> yeah, I mean the other thing with Haney, like, Haney has some like question marks. Like he's not like just an unbelievable like Ennis or like Shakur was or like Morel is. Like he's not. Maybe a couple years ago I would have considered it when he looked a little better, but he's kind of fallen into like a funk. But he still has more than enough to to beat Cambosis in my opinion. Like I. Like it, it, obviously this this is like obvious. Cambosis didn't have the Tiafimo fight. People were fucking shit on Haney's fight. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it would be seen as a complete joke fight. I think that'll that's how it would play. Only real question I've really ever seen was because of the Linares stunning him, like his chin. How would, how would that hold up versus someone else? But I don't think George is the right person to test that chin of his. Yeah, that's the thing about Cambosis. I feel like people. Don't really understand how he fights. Like he's not a puncher. 
doesn't throw a lot of punches. Like, none of these things are true. People say it about him. He's going to chin Haney. He's never fucking chinned anybody. Like, he hasn't gotten a knockout in, like, years. And even when he, he has, like, 10 knockouts in 20-something fights. Dude does not have power. Like, I would guarantee you Linares has more power than Kevin. That's the thing. Everyone fell in love with him after he dropped uh, Lopez. But the thing was, Lopez fighting stupid that fight. Just kind of like Rollies. He was just walking into everything, trying to get him out of there. Lopez Sr.'s game plan was pretty stupid, too. It was just, hey, go knock him out. <laughs> yeah, and I so think the thing is, like, there were two knockdowns. And, like, who did more damage with their knock? Tiafimo's knockdown was clearly more damage-based. Tio went down. He was fighting like a fucking idiot and got caught. Which, I mean, it's still a knockdown. But, like, I wasn't like, damn, what a puncher. Like, that that wasn't, it wasn't one of those knockdowns. Yeah, it was one of those, like, one's a flash knockdown and the other one's, like, a he's actually hurt knockdown. I will say, I rewatched some of the JoJo fight the other day just for some reference. And first of all, I would like to say I'm like 100% sure that JoJo would be Kemos. Despite him being a not, I'm pretty sure he would be Kemos. But there were moments where JoJo, who doesn't really punch at all either, could land some. He landed some overhand, some left hook. Like, Tony can be. He can be a little irresponsible sometimes. So, I guess it's possible, but I don't see it. Jojo yeah, I, I'd be surprised unless there's like a robbery that if it's not 118, 110, Haney, or if any of them get dropped either. What was the Jeff Horn score? Was it 9 to 3 over Pacquiao? I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Just to get this on record, I think Jeff Horn beat Pacquiao. <laughs> you might be one of the few people I've that are not Australian that have, that have said that. Well, no, I'm not like proud of it. I'm like pretty ashamed, but I just got to be honest with you. That's um, Australian invasion in the chat type yeah. of thing. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, Jeff Horn, when it's all said and done 20 years from now, Jeff Horn will be more legit than George Campos was. The, these are the scorecards for the Pacquiao fight. It was 115, 113, 115-113, and 117-111. We do have to admit, though, that was like the worst Pacquiao performance in like a decade. Yeah, I think he's where he finally started showing his age, and then he kind of probably didn't think it was going to be any real threat of it even being close and yeah it was just a bad mix of everything where Pacquiao he didn't look his best at all like that's why I could see it being maybe like five rounds for Jeff Horn but I still gave it to Pacquiao let's see wow we got through this really quickly <laughs> it's early in the morning bro we all trying to eat or something <laughs> yeah I gotta get to work soon uh Okay, in a way, Donaire 2 is coming up, what, next Tuesday. Uh, who are you picking? Are you picking Donaire to make it another fight of the year contender? Is in a way going to get the quick stoppage to avenge or, I guess, answer any questions about him? I don't think it'll be a quick stoppage, but I think in a way will stop him. I don't think he'll struggle much. I mean, Donaire's looked good since, but, I mean, if, if in a way struggles again, honestly, that's, like, really bad for because this dude is fucking ancient. You already have like a t- you know, 12 rounds of experience with him. You heard it. I say knockout like you know, round seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, I see this fight ending in maybe like five rounds. I just, I don't know, Donaire, like you say, he's a- ancient. And on top of that, he didn't even look his best in his last fight. I can't even remember who he fought. Who was a Filipino guy, wasn't it? Gabayo? Gabayo? Yeah. 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 It's just, I don't know, I'm not really even interested in this fight, even though the first fight was really good. I'll, I'll actually say that I enjoyed it, but this fight really has done nothing to me. 
Yeah, it's know? just kind of like it's just sad for Inouye's career. Like, and it, it's kind of like a reflection on like one eighteen as a division. But it's like, I mean, this is he's coming on like the end of his prime. Like, Inouye's nearly thirty. Like, what has he done? Like, beat Donaire, waited three years, fought Donaire again. Who's like forty? Like, I don't know. Like, that's just not really cool. I tell him to go to one twenty two or something. Would that be a bridge too far? Would that be too big? Probably, but I mean, if like if people want me to put in a way like pound for pound top five again or whatever, or think about him that way. I mean, he's got to do something. Like, yeah, I think he has to move up. Yeah, like those are the only interesting fights. The only real issue is, I think everyone at one twenty two is mainly what PBC. Yeah, which I mean, surely Inouye's top rank deal is like coming to an end soon, right? Surely it's been like three years. Yeah, it's gotta be because I think her first fight was with was it with um, Rodriguez? Nah, it's with one of the Baloney brothers, Jason. I think it was Jason. Yeah, now he's fought two shitters, and now these last two fights after the Donaire one, his last two fights will have had like no top rank involvement. Like when he's in Japan, top rank's like uninvolved, as far as I know. Like there's, it's Saitama TV or whatever. Hey, real quick, shout out to that fight for getting boxing chat banned. Y'all some bitches. <laughs> uh, those guys. I was the one how that they got nuked because of it. Because they were like someone streaming it. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah. Like, bro, those, those Japanese broadcasters, they do not play about the copyright. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. If Inoue doesn't knock out Donay's a high jump. Straight up high jump. <sighs> and what, he, would you say that he was feared at uh, 115 because he was a weight bully? No, it's just, he just got, like, people just went apeshit because they don't see midgets get knockouts. Like, who did he knock out? Like, like, okay, knocking out Rodriguez in two rounds, that was pretty legit. I'll give him some credit for that. That's a really good one. Other than that, who was it? That British guy? Like, Mick. McDonald? Jamie McDonald, yeah. Yeah, McDonald and, uh, like, Payano. Like, okay. okay that's <laughs> cool, but, I mean, that's, like, Berlanga shit, to be honest. Oh, my God, he knocked out in one round. Like, Jamie McDonald was, like, six feet tall, shrinking down to 115. Like, that's... Yeah, it's pretty yeah, scary. That, that, is, that, that is an actual white bully. There's, there is a pretty funny video. I think it's a video on YouTube, or maybe it's an article, where it's like Jamie McDonald was like never heard of in a way, but he plans to like knock him out and then he's got shit on. So that, that, that was funny. Yeah, I remember seeing that where he was pretty much like, yeah, I've never heard of the guy. I hear all his hype, but I think I, I should be able to handle him or some, something like that. I mean, he should. If you're six foot, another dude's like five four. I mean, you should handle him. Right. How he's getting past your jab is a very good question. I don't know. He was basically the Callum Smith of the lower divisions. He's just big. He had like no ability. He was just big. Well, we've got Inouye winning. We got Haney winning. Fulton. I guess we should say, uh, what What do you want next for Inouye? Like, what What would be the dream next fight? Oh, who's in this neighborhood? Does no. Did he like go to jail? Like, I, I don't know if Casimiro is still around. Didn't he's, they give the belt to somebody else? Oh, uh, he's in. Uh, He's, like, looking for asylum places because Johnny Law's coming for him. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, didn't he run off to some other country just because he's trying to avoid all that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, who has the belt now? It's, like, some British guy. Butler or something? I think they just get... He, like, fought for an interim and then, like... I think when Paul it ended Butler. Up, yeah, like, then when they ended up stripping us around, they made actual champ. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully nothing. <laughs> hopefully this is the last fight. What I still want to see is just him move up to 122. If he's not working with top rank anymore i would love to see a figueroa fight too or even a luis neri since that was kind of hyped up two three years ago oh yeah when uh in a way was at 115 and uh neri was at 118 yeah after uh neri knocked out the what was that other guy's name 
left of God. Yeah, God left hand. Yeah, I think it was Yamanaka. I don't know. That might be Shinsuke yeah, Yamanaka. Yeah, that was him. Damn, look at us knowing the name of these smaller guys. What's up? What's up, MTC? What's up? One thing I've always thought about in a way is like how different his career would look right now if he if he had gone to PC, just theoretically. He he could have gone by now. He could have already had the, the Casemiro fight, the Nary fight, maybe the Rigandau fight. Probably I mean, would have had Rigandau. Yeah, I mean he could just have a way better resume. But instead Antonio. he's fought like two guys. Yeah, like anybody. Like he could, instead he's fought like two Thai guys, a Baloney brother, and a forty year old again. Right, pound for pound. Maybe he could have yeah, fought Oscar Labio, the guy who beat Rigo. I don't hate in a way. I, it's just like depressing. Like I just don't want to talk. It's just boring. Like he's not doing anything with his career. He's not. I guess the Donaire fight is there, but yeah, I kind of see him as the 2018 Golden State Warriors, where it's just boring to see how good he is against like sub uh, subpar competition. It's like yeah, you know he's gonna win. He's gonna knock these guys out, but it's just in a division where like because okay, like Crawford was like that. Like Crawford was just beating the shit out of guys who like weren't very good. But at least he was in an exciting. Put him in these theoretical fights, and he would be relevant. In a way, it's not in an exciting, and he's taking fights that aren't exciting, so it's just boring all around. Like he's a knockout artist, I understand, but I don't know. He just doesn't really get. Me. Pretty much everyone he faces, like he's just they're already in their own head, and they're already just kind of trying to avoid the power, and it kind of just makes a fight of cat and mouse, where you know he's going to catch him eventually, but the other guy's not really doing much. Yeah, that Thai guy was just not interested in engaging. For the, I was like one of two people that ever saw it. I was gonna say I don't even know what, what who he spot recently. It's like I see he has two fights after Donaire, but I can't say I watch either of those. Uh, the Dipay one. He had a uh, yeah. Jason Maloney. Oh yeah, Maloney. Uh, das Marinas yeah. and Dipay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I just wonder, like, why did Top Rank even sign Inouye? Like, they clearly had no plan. Like, they just gave him like two nothing fights, then he went back to Japan. What was any of the money spent for? It's just weird. Probably to say that they have a pound-for-pound pound guy. I guess so, yeah. Just have another guy to put on the pound-for-pound pound list. Like, he's not active or anything. Like, he's not... They're not building him any fan base. Like, it's just... It's just weird. And it's like the Donair fight. That's like the one fight, 118, that could have, like, drawn a... You know, drew a crowd in, in America. And it's in Japan again, which is fine. I mean, he's a star in Japan. What was Top Rank hoping to get out of it? I just don't... I just don't understand. I'm trying to think back to see who Top Rank had when they initially signed him, but can't really think of any names. Yeah, no, they didn't have anybody. So, like, right off the bat, because, like, the first fight people wanted was Casemiro. But Casemiro was already not a, you know, that was already kind of going to be weird. And then Bob Arum did the classic, didn't even pay, like, like, what did Casemiro want? Like, a million? If I was asked to. A million. Because the only one I can think of is Navarrete, but he was already going to be moving up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's that that fight's, like, completely out of the, out of the picture now. Because isn't he but at 130 now, or? I think he's at 126. One twenty six still. It's insane he used to make one twenty two, to be honest. Like that is like unbelievable. Yeah, he's at twenty six. Which he'll probably mm-hmm. miss him, to be honest. I, I assume they'll do him about as I assume Yeah, because he's pretty big for both of those divisions as it is. At this point I think the only way he's winning is because of his size difference versus anyone he's faced. How y'all think, asking out of curiosity, who y'all think would win uh Valdez Navarrete? I'm gonna go Navarrete for Whatever reason. Yeah, I'd go with him too. Just it'd be a fun scrap though. Yeah, it would be fun. I think I would like mildly favor about this. Like just mildly. Well it depends if Eddie can actually put a plan together. Yeah, I mean if if Valdez I mean he's looked like 
completely shit. He's lost. He's won like three or three out of his last twenty four rounds. So maybe picking him is a little bold. So he could definitely just get swarmed. I mean, that ready. He's kind of a bruiser for sure. But I could definitely see him like walking straight forward into some Burchell shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I could see it honestly going like the Burchell fight. Yeah, yeah. I think he would just be super open there. Because Valdez can punch. Like, say whatever about him. He's not great at landing the punch all the time. But when he lands, he does damage. You know, I think he would land a lot. Never. A better fight that I would say would be uh, Navarrete and uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Like, yeah, yeah. That's true. Because Leo's kind of going back to 126. Because those guys just throw nonstop. Yeah, that's and then... exactly what I was thinking. Is like, that would just be a Zerg rush of punches. I think Navarrete. I think because Navarrete can at least, like, he does damage with his punches. I think that would probably be the difference maker there. The way I see him, kind of is like a smaller Margarito. Like he just doesn't stop throwing, and then eventually that starts wearing down on his opponents. And he starts like breaking them down. I really do wonder who Leo will fight. This is kind of—I really have no idea. I mean, I'd rather not pull. fight anybody, to be honest with you. <laughs> He—I mean, he could still. I mean, if you put him like the fight there, I don't think it'll. There's like any chance it'll happen. But the fight they were talking about for a little bit was Leo versus um, Lee Wood. Oh, I yeah, mean, to I think, unify the yeah, WBA Leo, belts. Yeah, Leo would box that dude up. That, that would be light work. Yeah, beating Mickey Conlon out of the ring isn't is not quite the accomplishment people think it is. And I mean, for my, I, dude, I hated that. I mean, it, it was a cool knockout. Like, I'm not a hater. Like, I'll acknowledge it was a cool knockout. But I hate that it made people forget that for, like, nine rounds of that fight, Conlon was boxing that dude up. And Conlon is, like, not any good. So, like, if you're getting boxed up by Conlon, you are operating like, a really shit level. Like, and that, that knockout, as cool as it was, I ain't forgetting that. He was losing until he won? Yeah, I mean, he was getting, like, embarrassed at a certain point. I mean, Conley was, like, playing with him during some of those rounds. And he just looked fucking clueless. If that fight was ever made with uh, Santa Cruz um, and he managed to lose it, then I would say he just needs to retire. He he should beat, his, uh, he should beat Wood 10 out of 10 times. Like. Yeah, he might even stop him. And, like, that's saying something for Leo. Like, he might fucking stop that guy. How old is he? Is he 32? <laughs> 33. 33? Yeah. I mean, he's probably got another year or two left. He's been around he's for a while. Really, yeah, he's been around for a long time. He's not really my favorite to watch, but if he fights somebody good at 126, which is pretty relative, I mean, I'll watch his shit. Yeah, he'll make for good fights. I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, like if Gary isn't retiring, I, mean, I guess they could they could uh, finally try to make that. I, I don't know if Gary will fight again, though, since Gary Sr. passed. Yeah, maybe he'll take up the mantle of coach of the family yeah i think that would be, that'd be a good thing to do for sure especially for antoine who seems like he is just like unlimited potential almost yeah, antonio could use the guidance russell kind of strikes me as kyrie irving like they just have yeah. zero interest in the sport yeah i can see that for sure i wonder if that's true of of like antoine or antonio there's not i don't really know much about antoine there's not a lot of interviews with things kind of a it's kind of an unknown to me yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's the attitude that he shares with his brother or not. I hope not. I mean, he's super talented. The he one forty guy in- is Antoine, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's Antoine. Antonio's the what is he? One eighteen or one twenty-two? I think. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, yeah. eighteen or twenty-two. I think yeah. Antoine could be anybody. Seeing I think him Antoine. against uh, Victor Postal was really really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. That was a super good test for him. And I mean, like people could like the knockout was definitely like a little bullshit. Like they shouldn't have stopped it. But, I mean, the fight was over by that point. Yeah. It was like seven. You know, he he'd figured it out. Yeah, I mean Antoine, he fights a little reckless sometimes, but I mean, that dude is like he's clean when he's you know like his hooks are like ridiculous. I want to see Antoine versus uh, Matias. 
that's definitely the dream fight at 140 right now. Ooh, I goodness. Anybody. I mean, Antoine would be Taylor, Matias, Ramirez, any of the boys. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Matias. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't think are. there's anyone at 140 that beats him right now. Yeah, I think there was definitely a feeling for a little bit that it was like Matias is just like a ticking time. Like, he can do this for a little while. But it's like he just well, – it's been his like last three fights. Like Hawkins, the Uzbek guy, and Ananyan that have all just been like slaughterhouses. I mean, just like brutal ass fights though. Like that Ananyan fight, I don't know if y'all remember that. I mean, that was like really hard to watch. Like he that beat round, the Christ out of him. It was, yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah, like seeing him walk back to his corner and his eyes were just like going all over the place. I was like, dang, I hope there's a fucking doctor like really close by. This shit is about to get scary again. The he just did. I've seen with Matias, he just when when he's got a guy hurt, he just like continues to beat the shit out of them instead of like just going for the knockout blow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen, I think, like, Noir said it at one point where he was like, it's like he's always building towards something, but, like, it, you never reach what he's building towards. It's like, you're just constantly under that pressure. And it's, it's like, because he'll never finish you off. He'll just keep it going. Like, keep it going, keep it going. It, it's pretty, it's pretty relentless. <sighs> so, yeah, that Malik Hawkins win, I thought it was pretty much one of his best wins. So, I know Hawkins yeah. kind of had a little bit of hype going into that fight. Yeah, that was that was like his comeback too. I think. I, mean, I don't know. He might have had it easier before that. Happened. Uh, that was a pretty big statement. He's fighting like a British guy, or no? I think he might not be. I think he's like Spanish or something, like Ponce or whatever. Jeremiah Ponce. That, that fight's gonna be tough to watch. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I it was. I just got announced. I think. Well, I don't know if it's announced. It was like the IBF. Like that was gonna be the IBF, either for the vacant or like the final eliminator. Maybe just segue into that into the announced fights that we got this week. They're not huge implication fights, but it was pretty big names with Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavides. Oh, at 54. Yeah. And then yeah. Broner versus Figueroa. Like, we probably should just have a little moment at the end. Because honestly, I think the buildup for Garcia versus Benavides should be better than the actual fight will be. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Benavides. Yeah. I was at his last fight. He's in bad shape. Yeah, he's te- he's terrible. It he's seems like done. his legs have really like generated. I mean, he 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 had like no legs in his last fight. Right. Like he's, they look pretty done. bad. They look pretty bad versus Terrence, but I mean, they just seem like gone now. I mean, I, I don't see any way Danny doesn't just knock his head clean off. I, I'm not yeah, a fan. Yeah, he, he he fights now. It's like he's literally dragging his feet or his leg. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's pretty sad to watch. Honestly, I'm like they should not be letting this kid fight. To me, like just just to be frank with it, especially if I guys like Terrence Crawford, like Danny Garcia, that's just ridiculous. What's yeah. crazy is he still runs his mouth like way more than David does. I know, I know, dude. It's fucking crazy. That guy must have been insufferable when he was like 16 or whatever, whenever people were super hyped about him. Because, yeah, like, that's why I'm like looking forward more to the buildup than the actual fight. I know Benavides likes to talk a lot, and so is his dad. And then Angel, he always has so something to say. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Danny at 154, though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge on I mean, there could be some good fights. I really think Danny will fight Lubin. I think that's just a fight that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good fight, but overall, I, mean, I, I would prefer if Danny fought, like, if we're just talking, like, just a dream scenario, like, someone like Ennis, like, that would be really good. I understand it's not very likely, but maybe even, like, Thurman, like, just something. I don't know. Ugas. 154, it just seemed weird for Danny. Yeah, when he announced it, I'm like, against the top guys, I really don't see him making much noise, but I guess this Benavidez fight's kind of perfect. Maybe yeah. if they could drag up someone else. He's generally undersized. <laughs> he was undersized for 47. Yeah, yeah. sure. He's on the smaller side. So, he's like a natural 40. Yeah, and now going to 54. 
I don't know. It just seems like he's just kind of been weird with a lot of the last part of his career. Not that he hasn't gotten good fights. I mean, he had like Porter. A lot of people thought he won that fight. You know, he had he got Spence. But I don't know. It just seems like sometimes he just makes like random decisions. Yeah, when he's not facing the top guys, it's kind of like journeyman type of fighters. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, he's like a massive puncher, but sometimes they're like not even really fun to watch. He's kind of like coast through it. It's like he doesn't really care Like if it's not like a big fight. I hope I hope that's not the case for Jose. I hope he just goes in there and knocks it out. Yeah, I hope it's kind of like the Granados fight where he kind of just does what he needs to do. And then Broner versus Figueroa and... Uh, and Broner's, I would say, like his eighth Crossroads fight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something, yeah. Something like that. Is there a date on that? Is that August? Uh, July 23rd in Chicago. Interesting location. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, like, never see fights in Chicago. I'm not really sure why. Especially, I mean, that's so close to, like, Ohio, where Broner's from. It just seems really random, but who knows. Yeah, the only Chicago fights I've ever really seen were, like, the Polish fighters whenever yeah. they have them there. Fun far. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember one of the most random fights ever to be in, in Chicago was um, Usyk versus Witherspoon. What? That was in Chicago, yeah. It's like, okay. But yeah, I honestly think Figueroa will beat Broner. That's where I'm like, Broner's look like shit for, what, two, three years now? Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty bad. Like, who was the guy? Was it, was it like Santiago or something? Yeah, something like that. Like, I mean, that guy, in his, his next fight, he just got blasted out, like, five rounds by Antoine. So it's not like that guy was, like, a sleeper. Like, that was a complete random. And he probably should have won, you know. So I, I just don't think Broner has it anymore. I think physically he doesn't have it. Like, it's just it's not there. I think Figueroa will just outwork him. I'm surprised he couldn't fight, like, that risky in his comeback, to be honest. I thought they would give him, like, a total no-hoping. Because I know uh, Figueroa's kind of just looked done with the sport lately, too, or... Even the Ugas fight, like, he just looked completely lost, disinterested, like, to get stopped by Ugas. Like, I know he's he's not really a pity puncher kind of guy, but he he also doesn't carry that much power. Yeah, it wasn't a good look, for sure. Yeah, he got stopped on in that fight. I think he has, he, he is, he's, he's brothers with Brandon, right? No. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think he's at least a little more committed than Bronner is, and that'll, that'll make the difference. He's younger, for sure. Like, I don't think he'll dominate him, but I think it'll be like a Chris Ward done. I think Ramos definitely will help. See, I forgot that Abel Ramos actually just pretty much kicked his ass, too, stopped him in six rounds. Yeah, yeah, that was like his last fight. Pretty yeah, sure. it was his last fight. Um, last so, no, year. Maybe, maybe he's more done than I think, and Broner will, will get him, but I have no faith in Broner. Because it kind of looks like one of those random fights that they've been giving to Fox. So that's going to be on Fox, uh, like, primetime. Am I tri- am I bugging it? Was this this fight was announced like three years ago, right? Like they tried to do this fight. Yeah, I think so. I think it might have been where uh, Omar like, got one of his DUIs. Yeah, if you Google it, it just tells you about all the recent ones. But I'm pretty sure Jesse Vargas like filled in for Omar. I'm like pretty sure that's true. So I think it would have been around the time where he got his DUI and he kind of just went away. Yeah, that is true. Actually, Vargas filled in for Figueroa because Figueroa he got a rotator cuff injury. It's kind of interesting that they made it. Well, let me see. What, what, what year was that? 2018? Yeah, I was going to say 2018. Pretty interesting. Like four years later, they're both just like done. They're like, fuck it. Let's make them fight again. I only remember that fight because pretty much the whole build up instead of Broner, Vargas, it was Broner and uh, 6'9 when he was still relevant. Yeah, that gives you a throwback. That lets, that lets you know how long ago it was. <sighs> and then, yeah, there was like a shooting inside of Barclays. Broner actually looked pretty good that night. Versus, I thought he beat Vargas. Nah, he that was a decent performance for him. That was a long time ago. 
Yeah, I think that's probably the last time he's really ever looked good. Um, like Morel or something coming back, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, did AJ uh, going with uh, Robert Garcia? Oh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like super random. Like, I really have no idea what the logic is other than like the only logic I can imagine from AJ like eight months ago was touring America. He and Robert just like hit it off. Like, that's the only logic I can explain. Like, they just really got along. Like, I don't, I don't think there's, like, any tactical, like, oh, he went with him because he's good at that. I don't think it's that deep, to be honest. But, yeah, that's what everyone's saying is that uh, Darcy is a master planner. Yeah, it's, like, easy, though? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Mikey like, versus uh, Sandor Martin, that plan was awesome. Yeah, like, versus Spence. Like, I don't know. Like, that's not how I would characterize Robert. I like Robert, though. I mean, I think he's a, he's a good trainer. I think he's a great he's, trainer. He's super random, man. Like, Robert is, like, almost never trained a heavyweight. I don't think he like has. He was like a couple. Yeah, I think somebody Googled it and he trained some like super bad one like a few years ago. But yeah, like he has no meaningful experience with having to be weights. Probably better than the UK shit he had before. Yeah, because when he was doing, uh, AJ was doing his little tour, like all these trainers, I thought Ronnie Shields would have been a good one. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, that was going to happen. They had, like, I a thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah, no, that was pretty, I don't know why that, that fell apart. It's like but I maybe, know even uh, Charles were like training with AJ a couple of days. So that's yeah, why that I thought that, that was going to be his choice, but yeah, who knows what happened with that. That was like a weird little saga. Like AJ in America just like on all these random gems. I'm surprised. You, I thought it would have been funny if he would have gone to like Goosen or someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he should have done. The Goosen's like the new hot trainer. He got everybody. He just he just snatched Sanchez up. He got everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he's having a little resurgence now. Like, he's getting yeah. a couple of the up-and-coming fighters, fighters that are, like, kind of searching for something new. What was the other thing? I don't know if y'all, that tweet about, they're thinking about making a Morel versus Benavides. Ooh. It would be good with yeah, a Spanish build-up. I mean, uh... Yeah, that would be a nut. That would be nuts matchmaking. I would love it for sure. I think, uh, like, Orad said, like, PBC probably doesn't see Morel as, like, becoming some huge star. So they're willing to take some risks. I think that's probably true. I mean, like, Morel, it's it's super early, but Morel seems to be there. Like, he's he's for sure in the top 10. There's no way you could find 10 guys who look better than David Morel at 168. So, I mean, it's kind of just a make it or break it. Like, one of you one of you is going to look really good after that. You know, let's see who it is. What's crazy is he has, what, like, eight fights, nine fights? Yeah. No, it's, dude, I don't think it's that many. Because, yeah, like, he just passed every single fight with, like, flying colors. So, that's why I'm actually surprised that. They're going to give him that huge of a step up. Yeah, I never even heard of him until, like, the Lennox Allen fight, like, near the end of 2020. Yeah, he has six fights. Six? Yeah. Wow. His fight uh, this weekend will be a seven. He looks legit, though. I mean, like, in my opinion, he's, like, the second best prospect in boxing, like, behind Ennis. Like, he just looks so good every single time. He looks super complete. It's just little things you can nitpick. Yeah, he's just got to watch, and it's hard to make up some huge weakness. You're just like, damn, this guy just looks ready. He has the power. He has the Cuban fundamentals. Yeah, he seems like the complete package. I just thought it was a little bit soon since he's like, what, 24 years old? Yeah, David's like 25, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a super brutal matchup for your like eighth fight. He, he definitely has the talent to maybe make something happen. It's just, it would be crazy to me if they made that before they made David versus Plant. Like, this is a way harder fight than Plant. I mean, a way, like, you know, riskier fight than Plant. And it probably won't be as big, so I don't know. I guess they're just like, fuck it. Let's just get somebody who's like clear at top. And uh, it won't make it won't be too hard to make it either without, yeah, you know, Plant would probably ask for a lot of money. That's true, yeah. Especially yeah, that, that'll, yeah, yeah, Benavidez Plant would 100% have to be pay-per-view. You can probably make Benavidez Morel 
a Fox main event or Showtime main event or whatever. Yeah, I think it would be Showtime. Maybe put it in yeah. Phoenix again. Yeah, that probably yeah. would be what happens. Dude, at the Armory, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a Morel stomping ground right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he like lives in like, Minneapolis. Yeah, it's pretty random. Go from Cuba to Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that is quite the transition. <laughs> I know he likes it, though. Like, he just he chills up there. Shit. He pulls a crowd. Yeah, those fights always kind of make me laugh just because of... They're usually pretty random besides, like, the Jamal James fights. Yeah, like, he used to be, like, Rob Brandt fought there um, one time. Didn't he used to be PBC, Rob Brandt? Be yeah, I think, I think so. Before, before the Super Series. Yeah. Yeah, the Armory. Shout out to the Armory. Not just on the coast. We do it everywhere, bro. The <laughs> East Coast, Minneapolis. Shout out Marcos Villegas. The greatest period in boxing history was when... Floyd would bring Justin Bieber out for his ring walks. That was awesome. <laughs> so Justin awesome. Bieber so and Lil awesome. Wayne were the walkers. Yeah, that, that, was, that was so awesome. Like, it was just so random. The best one was Triple H. He had, like, Triple yeah. H with him for, like, two or three different fights. He was always just the most random celebrity. Like, it was just, like, Justin Bieber, like, Triple H, like, the big show. Just, like, people you would never expect. Just whoever's hot at the moment? Yeah, just whoever, whoever Floyd thinks cool. Yeah, that, but, yeah, like you said, that combo was pretty funny, seeing Bieber and Lil Wayne. Like on each side of his shoulder. That's going to do it for this episode of the B Sides Boxing Podcast. Thanks again to Ryan Garcia Fan and Orod for coming on and having a chat with me. Let's see, if you heard something that you just vehemently disagree with, I want you to hit up this number, 833-772-6964. You know, leave a message there, and if your take is spicy enough, then we'll have it on the show. One last note is uh, I want to give my thanks to City Girl for lending us some music. I'll put some information in the show notes on how you can find more.